My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. And joining me is my guest, Alexandra Denier. Hello, Alexandra. Hi, Pilar. How are you? You know, I've known you for so long. I don't, like Again, I never bothered to, like, how do I say your name? Is that right? Uh, it's Denny. Denny? Rhymes with Penny. Yeah. So how, how long has this been? How long have I known you? Like... I don't know, five years now? It's, it was closer than most people get it. So, you know, I'm pretty impressed with that. Alexandra Denny. It's like such a, it just, now it sounds even more English when you say it like that. Alexandra Denny. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it is quite a British name. Um, so some people, like sometimes when I have guests, I have to go through other people to get guests, like PR people and marketing yeah. people and all that. <laughs> Sometimes I pull them from uh, from from my clients, from my students. Today I got to go upstairs. I, I got to go upstairs and get my guest. Yeah. Um, should we explain? I think so. Yeah. I, I'm actually staying in Pilar's guest apartment, which is um, a, a lovely one-bedroom apartment above her garage. <laughs> and now I know if any of you British people are thinking, "What is a flat above the garage going to be like?" Which is exactly what my mother was a bit concerned about where I'd be staying. <laughs> but apparently, over in America, if you have an apartment above your garage, it's beautiful. It's completely decked out. It's like any other apartment. So, <laughs> Mum, if you're listening, you don't need to worry. It's beautiful. <laughs> Except um, for when we have to. <laughs> get either milk or paper and then suddenly the garage goes and it sounds like there's an earthquake for Alexander. I think that was like at 7.30 in the morning. That's okay. I was awake with the dogs barking anyway, so, you know, it's fine. Okay. All right. Well, I love having you here. I've known Alexandra now for several years because she was the lovely person who picked me up from the London Screenwriters Festival, picked me up from the airport. I did indeed. And we became fast friends, pretty much. We did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I was volunteering at the London Screenwriters Festival office helping out Chris Jones and Judy Goldberg. And I said, what can I do to help? Um, And they said, do you have a car? And I said, yes. And they're like, airport runs? And I'm like, absolutely. So Pilar was the first person I picked up, Pilar and her husband, Pat. And then so, the rest and, uh, is that was history. It. Yeah, we got yes. on like a house on fire and have known each other since then. So the reason I asked Alexandra to be on the show is because um, every time I would say, hey, where's Alexandra? She'd be off doing something fabulous and something that was helping her her career as an aspiring writer. So I thought, wow, this is a girl who doesn't even live here. She comes out to, to L.A. and... Every day is spent doing something that can 
further her writing process or further her career. And I thought it would be really great to find out 10 things you've done since you've been here that might be great for other people who are coming to L.A. for a visit Mm -hmm. to think about how to make the best use of their time if they're an aspiring writer or even a director. Um, And I I just wanted to maybe get that list going with you. Okay. Um, Well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's very exciting to to be on your podcast having listened to them. (laughs) I've uh, been listening to them as I've been driving around L.A. Oh, really? Because the uh, first thing I'd like to tell people is L.A. is really, really big. <laughs> and um, you have to have a car. You really have to have a car. Um, so the one thing you need to do before you come is your research as to the things that you want to do, where they are on the map, and how long it is going to take you to get everywhere. And, and you give have yourself to, at least 45 minutes 45 to minutes get everywhere. extra on top of where you think you might be going because the, the freeways are quite crazy. So Pillar's podcasts have been getting me through some traffic, uh, which has been great. Um, and the reason I came out this time, I've been out a couple of times, was to do Pillar's screenwriting class, write a first draft in six weeks. So I'm very lucky I get to be here for six weeks. Um, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do that was not only to have a routine of writing every day and accountability every week, Pillar asks us if we've done our homework uh, and it, would, it was very embarrassing for me when I actually had to admit one, one, one week that I hadn't done it, um, but I did make sure that I made it for it the following week. Um, so, and also to come out with the first draft in six weeks, a lot of people will say, six weeks, you can't do that. Um, but you absolutely can with her processes and her fantastic book, The Coffee Break Screenwriter. I used that book this year to write a script. Um, and again, I did a first draft in six weeks and that script got through to the quarterfinals of the Screencraft comedy competition and it's uh, so far quarterfinals of the final draft big break competition. So far, could move so on. So far. Yes, fingers um, crossed. And I created that from um, Pillar's book following all the exercises in the book. So I thought, well, I've got to come out and do do the class. Well, um, thank you. I'm so glad you did. And, and people should know too, if you're visiting... You know, I'm trying to do more and more one-day and two-day classes because I realize not everybody lives here. Not everybody has six weeks. So still look on the website to see if there's anything here if you're visiting or get in touch with me, and I can tell you, you know, what's going on. There might even be a class you could drop in on, even if it is a six-week class. And I think the benefit of doing a class while you're out here is the other writers that you get to know because um, there's about 18 of us on the, yeah, uh-huh. on the course. So I've got to know a few of them. I've swapped emails. I had coffee with um, one writer yesterday. He took me to a very nice coffee shop in Santa Monica. We had a mint mojito iced coffee. Oh, nice. Was, it's called Phil's. Um, That's Paul, such an L.A. Paul thing. Ditty into, uh, you know, introduced me to it. Yeah, it was a real L.A. thing to do. <laughs> Shout out to um, Paul Diddy. There Paul Diddy. Go. And also he got through to the top three of the big break competition last year with his TV spec for the Mindy, Mindy Project. Wonderful. Um, so it was great to meet him and catch up and just have a chat and, and hear what he's... He's a comedy writer and I've discovered my genre is dark comedy. So a great benefit of, of doing a class is meeting other writers. Um, and I think it's also very important, this is for the British people listening, to actually just say, hi, can I get your number? Because uh, <laughs> I know we can be reserved and a bit like, oh, wait for someone to ask me. But when you're in L.A., networking is key and king and queen and you do it every day, all day. You don't know who you're going to meet, um, supermarket. Ch- I go to church. I've met lots of people who are in the industry at the church that I've been going to. So um, you've always got to be open and friendly and just say, can I have your number? Can I take you out for a coffee? 
um, and people will say yes. I think, too, there's a, a, a misperception that L.A. people are really fake, that all that niceness has got to be completely shallow. And what they don't understand is because we live in our car so much and we are so spread out, yeah. when we get the opportunity to be one-on-one with somebody, we're friendly because we really want to talk yeah. to somebody. It, it yes. really is genuine. It's people trying yeah. to make a connection where they can. I have noticed that, actually. You do get sort of this, as, as you say, this idea that it's fake and uh, not genuine. But actually, everybody I've met here has been incredibly generous with their time and friendly. And, you know, if you don't ask, the answer is going to be no. So ask for their number. If they can meet you, they will meet you. If they can't because of time, they won't. But mm-hmm. you've got to contact, get an email, um, and they'll be happy to hear from you. Um, so that's number one, screenwriting class. Excellent. Uh, and then number two, I've put attend a pitch fest or a, something like the Screenwriting Expo. Or um, a conference. I know, there's all kinds of different conferences. Yes, there's lots of different conferences. So when you know when you're coming or come for a specific event... Um, because again that's another way to meet writers, producers, agents, managers you never know who you're going to get to meet at these things Um, if you're not sure about pitching you have to take Pillar's how to pitch class because that is the best in the business I've been to quite a few I've read quite a few books and Pillar's is the best thank you and she's doing I'm in this room (laughs) wow look at at Uh, all these these props I'm getting yeah Uh, and she's doing it at the London Screenwriters Festival in October so you're going next week the week after next week after next pitching Thursday if you haven't bought your ticket if it hasn't sold out buy your ticket now Um, because that gives you a really concrete way to start your pitch I think as a writer I'd always worried about what is the first thing that I say Um, and really you just have to lead with my name is this is a dark comedy this is what it's called and this is what it's about in one sentence excellent that was really well done and then stop talking Um, that's the key I pitched at London Screenwriters Festival one year and I didn't stop talking Um, So I learnt my lesson there, but I've got much better at it since then. So the Screenwriting Expo was on when I came, and um, I went to that. That was Friday, Saturday, and then I didn't do the Sunday because Pilar's class started. Um, And that was interesting. Lots of good talks, picked up some screenwriting tips. Uh, I met a couple of people. I didn't meet as many people as I thought I would. It wasn't as big an event as I was expecting, but I think uh, I think next year it's going to be bigger. And again, you know, I met a lady from Raindance who does the mixes at Raindance. Um, and Raindance is international. Yes, it is, yeah. And, yeah. and so, I mean, it's Canada, UK. UK. Uh, I think there might be a New York. Maybe, not sure. yeah. Um, but again, all these, all these places are good to go to. Um, so that would be attend an event. Because um, there's always something going on in LA, and it's crazy if you miss it by a day or so. Um, so do your research before you come out. Um, the third thing that I've got on my list is sort of networking, um, which I've already mentioned, but you sort of can do it anywhere. Um, if you want to actually have meetings with people, best thing to do is get a subscription to IMDb Pro and look up the producers who have produced the work that you really like and is similar to the work that you're writing. Um, and then get here, ring them up and say, I'm in town, can I come and ask your advice on how to break into Hollywood? And if they're busy, 
they won't meet you. But um, with a British accent, um, they're more interested. That is very true. <laughs> that is uh, very true. Or, if, yeah. uh, you know, anybody from out of the country, they suddenly think, oh, my gosh, this is their opportunity. They can't put you off. Yeah. You know, they will actually take you perhaps a hair more seriously. Yeah. But I love the fact that you just plunge right into it anyway. I mean, this should be yeah. for American writers as well. Yes. Um, you know, IMDb Pro, call off the producer. Yeah. My God, you've got some eggs in you my friend <laughs> that is that is great now what happens when you get the the assistant on the phone have you uh just sort of found a way of of um, getting their defenses down well i think that, um i think the british accent really helps um <laughs> what if you put on a fake british accent? well no, 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 that's not gonna work um i think uh, one of the keys is to just be very effusive about the producer or, or whoever's work it is and just say i love this script this film um i'm only in town for two weeks is there any chance that i can pop in for 10 minutes for a coffee because um, what you'll find, um, I did a, a week of pitching two years ago to producers, managers and agents. And what I found is everybody that we met was incredibly generous with their time. And every single person is looking, they're always looking for new material and they're always looking for good material. So um, you will always get a first meeting. You may not get a second meeting, mm -hmm. depending on how the first meeting goes, but you will get a first meeting. So I think a lot of people think, oh, I'll never get to meet them. I mean, obviously, if you're going to ring Steven Spielberg, you're not going to get a meeting with him. But the benefit of IMDb Pro is you can track um, where everybody's worked, who they've worked with, and go for the, produ the smaller producers who may have, you know, you know, they might be sort of three people away from Steven Spielberg. Um, and that's a very good way to get into the industry and just to talk to um, people like that. I think that's um, a really smart idea, too. The smaller the producer, the yeah. hungrier they are. Yeah. And also, those are the people that move your material. Absolutely. They move it up. They develop your material with you. They're willing to take on a baby writer. It's it's a yeah. really smart way to go. Um, and also, you know, if you're, if you're looking to get an agent or a producer, I mean, I would say look to get a producer first if you're a new writer, because they will have a more hands-on on, um, relationship with you. The agent basically sort of does your contracts and so on, um, but your producer is the one that, you know, will read your work and help you develop your work. Um, and you can work with the producer. You don't necessarily need to have an agent as well. And people should um, know that when it comes to managers, managers are often blurring the lines. They, they are also producers many times as well. So they will yeah. still be developing your work and sometimes moving it up to their people because they're also looking to produce yeah. work. And also, if you, if you ring them and you're asking them for advice, they're, they're going to be much more open to that. If you ring up and you're pushy and you go, oh, I've got this fantastic script, I'm going to come in and pitch, it's not going to work. That's not how it works. Uh, certainly not out here. It's, it's networking is a sort of a, it's quite a slow process because everybody can see straight away if you want something. And you've got to work out what you can offer them. Um, and asking someone for advice is complimentary. You know, people like to give advice. I mean, I've had meetings where I haven't said anything about my work and I haven't been asked about my work. We've just had a chat about who I am, what I'm doing. I've asked them what they're about, what they're looking for, and that's it. So I think, um, you know, if you want to do your pitching, go to a pitch fest and that's when you get to pitch. But networking is a longer 
longer goal, really. I think that's a great advice. It's making a relationship it's, and you yeah. start it there. It's, relationships are the, the key thing in this business. And if you piss somebody off, you, you're out, basically. They, you, because everybody knows everybody else. That's the other thing that I've realized. Oh, my um, God. Oh, my God. Can I tell you? <laughs> All right. I'm just going to be out about this. So um, I, I've only seen a, a like a psychological therapist like just for a very short time <laughs> just like a once a month thing just to check yeah. in yeah. so that I don't make my family crazy yeah. like I thought I'd make yes. somebody else crazy like once a month you know yeah. chat with somebody beneficial, and leave incredibly I thought, beneficial yeah I thought that would be yeah. good just you know I'm in my 40s I could go insane at any time right yeah so um <laughs> so I go to a student's play the other day and a guy comes up I he's right there in back of line with me and I look at him and he looks at me and I'm going oh he must have been a student I'm like mm, no uh, well he must have been on the podcast no and then I'm like oh he's my shrink <laughs> oh god and it turned out his wife yeah. was really, really good friends with the student whose play I was seeing. She was yeah. the star of it. And I thought, yeah. oh, this the world is just so it's small. small. It's so small. Yeah. Learn from me, people. <laughs> uh, yes, it, 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 it is small. Um, so just be a good, just be a good person. You know, be generous with your time and just go in with the what can I do for you? And that will come across and that has to be genuine. Um, uh, so I think that's an important thing to say about networking. Um, the other thing that you can look at, uh, while you're here or before you come out is a, a organization called stage 32, which is an online networking organization for people in the industry, people who've been in the industry for years and for newcomers. Uh, you can sign up for a free profile and they have meetings over here. So they have networking meetings and other things like that. Um, so that's a very good organization to join. Uh, you don't just have to be in You know, you can join it from anywhere in the world. Um, but I'd recommend that. Uh, that's stage 32. I think that's just stage32.com. Yeah, we've had, we yeah. had uh, oh, okay. the head of stage 32 on the show. Oh, right. Okay. And, and it's great. I mean, any, any, yeah. there are so many organizations out here that... Mm like to have speakers or events at any time um there's the script writers network um there's women in film and television right they have, they have events as well i mean there's a writers guild uh i mean most of i had a look at their website the other day most of their events are for members but then they do have some events um that aren't there's and they also have a fantastic writers guild library which I went to two weeks ago, I think. I'm going to head off there again today. Um, and that's uh, the great thing about that is they have um, all the scripts you could possibly want to read. The TV, film, pilots. Um, when I was there, I picked up the pilot for How to Get Away with Murder, um, which uh, after two pages, I was hooked. I did not want to put it down. And then time ran out and I had to leave. And I was like, no, I want so, to carry on reading it. So they it. give you a certain amount of time to look at the stuff and to yep. read it. Of course, it doesn't go out. No, no. It's not like a library uh, where you can check out these scripts. No, no, no. You have to read it in there. You have to put your bag in a locker and give them your ID. And you don't get your ID back until you give the locker key back. No bags. 
Um, so yeah, you can't take them anywhere. But the other great thing they've got is they've also got iPads with all scripts digitally. So if it's not in the library and you're looking for something specific, you can say, do you have this? And if they've got it, they'll give you an iPad and then you can read it off the iPad. I'm curious, when you were so, reading that script, How to yeah. Get Away with Murder, the pilot, and you said you were hooked after mm. two pages, do you remember what hooked you? Um... Well, it's a bit generic to say the writing. Um, That's okay. What what was it about the writing? Do you I feel think like it was? It was so succinct mm. and so clear, and like I got the the images immediately, so I could picture everything that was going on. The dialogue was sparse, uh, but said everything that needed to be said, and a really great hook. Um, so I was like, oh, I want to know what's going to happen next. That's great. Um, like, yeah. like if you're reading a good novel, it should yes. have that feeling yeah. for you. Um, so I want to go back and finish the pilot. I have started watching um, How to Get Away with Murder, the second series, but my friend caught me up on everything that had happened in the first series. And I'm actually going to meet, uh, have lunch with the operations manager of Gower Studios, where How to Get Away with Murder is filmed. I'm having lunch with her next Monday. Um, and again, I met her uh, in Florida at a Tony Robbins event. Um, <laughs> you know, and I was sort of like, oh, hi. I was introduced to her by another friend who said, oh, you must meet my friend um, and introduce us. And we've kept in touch via Facebook and we're going to have lunch next week. Look at you. You're so incredible. You never know um, when you're going to meet somebody. Uh, and she's great fun. She's adorable. Um, so she's going to give me a studio tour, which I'm very, very, very excited about. Um, and yeah, we're going to have lunch. So uh, as I say, you never know where the contacts are going to come from. Um, and the uh, one of the other things I would definitely do while you're here is go to a taping. Um, I uh, was very lucky to go and see the Big Bang Theory from a very special person who got me tickets. (laughs) I'm probably not allowed to say who that was. Um, But yeah, so I got to see the Big Bang Theory. And the really fascinating thing about that was how the script changed as they were actually filming it. So they would do a take in uh, Leonard and Sheldon's apartment. And we would, I mean, it was very funny. Every first take was really funny. And then there'd sort of be a bit of scurrying about and we'd sort of have to wait a bit. And then the writer, head writer, I think, would come on with different lines for the characters. So they'd change the lines a bit and then they would do the next take. And it was even funnier. And I was amazed at how it just kept getting funnier. I mean, it was it was really good to begin with. And then they would just tweak something. They would just change one line. Uh, you know, they wouldn't change much at all, but just a little bit. And as a writer, I'm writing dark comedy. That was fascinating to see how it changed. Um, so I think go to a taping. You can book these things online. You can The schedules are all up. Um, you know, if you want to see the Big Bang Theory, you might want to get on the list sort of six six months in advance. But if you know when you're coming to LA, you can go to these things. That's true, and it doesn't always have have to be you know a big shiny show like no, Big Bang Theory. Doesn't. There's there are there are um, shows that are hungry for audiences. Yeah, you can sign up same day at some places. Yes, there's a couple of uh, I mean some of the talk shows and the daytime stuff you can go to. But I would go um, just go for the fun of it. It's uh, the Americans know how to entertain. <laughs> they are better than any other nation on the planet about entertainment. 
And, you know, as an audience member, we had an MC just looking after us as the audience, telling us jokes, making us laugh, keeping us entertained through the takes. Because it took about three hours, just over three hours to film the 22 minutes, I think it is. Um, but it was just fun to be there. They had a DJ. We got The cast did it as a performance, so they took a curtain call at the beginning and the end. Um, and it was just the three hours just went by without, you know, blinking. We got fed pizza and water. And, you know, it was great. And <laughs> pizza and water? I know. What, what more could you want? For, for someone who doesn't eat pizza, you know, I was like, I'm just going to eat it because I'm hungry. You know, I think um, what also would be helpful about going to a taping, yeah. especially a scripted, for a scripted yes. show, is that you also get to see the sets. So you see the limitations yeah. that you're dealing with. So when you're writing, especially if you're writing a sitcom, mm-hmm. you have to know that you need to work within certain parameters yeah. and to see how they're using the space, Yes, at, you know, what they can and can't use. Like if, yeah. you know, suddenly you wanted to fly them to the UK, <laughs> that would have to be a very special show, you know? So, um, and I'm actually, so I'm going to see, I'm also going to see the Late Late Show with James Corden on Monday um, because I've been a big fan of his uh, right from the very start with Fat Friends. I've seen him at the National Theatre and I sort of followed his career and now he's doing really well with a late night talk show. Um, we don't really, we don't have late night talk shows in Britain. You have chat shows. We have chat shows, but not sort of the kind of thing that's out here. His show's sort of a lot more fun. And, uh, I don't know. I saw one. I what, well, I saw I one that has like sh- all the guests. They're all there like at one time. Oh, was that a Graham? Yeah. Was that a Graham Norton one? Yeah. 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 That was good. That was funny. But I suppose over here they have sort of more comedy segments and, you know, he has this thing where he goes out, James Corden goes out and he's delivering people have ordered takeout and he turns up on the doorstep and it says you can have what you ordered or you can have the mystery box and they have to open the mystery box (laughs) you know so it's just sort of crazy interspersed with the chat show which would be good again so now now let's say you're watching it live um you've got a couple of things you can pay attention to as a writer you can watch the uh the joke telling sort of you know what is a formula, if you will, that's used for his jokes. Is it sort yeah. of a setup, punch, act out, tag formula? Mm. Does he come in it from a topical place and then build to the joke? For the sketches, which are pre-taped, you want to yeah. look at, all right, uh, yeah, it's really funny, but what was sort of the beginning, middle, and end of the sketch? Or yeah. you could just have pizza and water. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> but, you know, far be it from me not to assign homework to. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, that's a reason to see a talk show instead of a, uh, a sitcom. Um, and I'm sure, again, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, that's going to take about three, hour, three hours for the taping as well. Um, but it's all free. These things are all free. Um, and as I say, you can sign up for them online. So it'd be interesting to see. He's got, the reason I booked that, particular show was because his guest is Aaron Sorkin (gasps) oh my god so when I saw that I thought right that is the one I want to go to sure so I'm really interested so again I'll be looking at all the jokes and then I'm just going to be sitting in awe going oh my god that's Aaron Sorkin wow stay Uh, tuned for for uh, podcast part two (laughs) where Alexandra Denny talks about her lunch with Aaron Sorkin oh I wish I wish um, yeah, I, I, we'll see. Uh, so go to tapings. Um, the other thing I would do while you're here is obviously go to the movies because um, 
they are you know you're, you're going to get certainly because it's september it's october now and i'm sure i'm watching lots of trailers for oscar contenders mm-hmm. that's right um and not all the oscar contenders come out by the time the oscars is shown in britain um well in march um because i usually as soon as the oscar list nominations come out i make it a point every year to see every oscar nominated movie um, and sometimes I can't see them because they haven't come out yet. Um, so um, I've already seen The Martian, which is fabulous. I mean, you have to go and see it. It's just great. It's really, it's, it, and it's actually funny. It's a lot funnier than I thought it would be, but it's a fantastic film. Um, and then the Steve Jobs biopic is coming out. I sort of think I should really go and see that before. Before, <laughs> before Aaron Alan's Sorkin. Working. I am dying to see that. I can't wait. I think wait. that's out this weekend. I think that's oh out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe it's, we can sneak out, Alexander, and go see should. it together. I think we should play hooker. Okay. No, no, it's research, Pilar. It's oh, research. It's research. You have to see it anyway. That's right. You know, of course. Um, and tonight I'm actually going to Quentin Tarantino's cinema, in uh, the Beverly Cinema in Hollywood. Um, there's a double bill, and it's only $8, which is very cheap for cinema because the cinema's sort of $15, $16, $17 here, which is a bit a little bit pricey but then you can get free movie screenings again if you just type in free movie screenings Los Angeles um, lots of the studios do uh, screenings and then get you to fill out forms and say what you thought about it and you can learn a lot as a writer because the yeah. stuff that they're asking you has to do with their bottom line as far as what our audience is responding to. They yeah. want to know about your demographic. They ask you about very certain parts of the actual storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, did you feel this at this part? How yeah. did you feel about the ending? So it's really not that a writer should chase those kind of notes, but at the same time, it's good to know when a you know, yeah. this is the last pass. Yes, you yeah. know, it is the um, last pass. And also, I think the benefit of that is to then go and see then go and see the film again when it's released right and then to see how it's changed mm-hmm. i think that's that's very beneficial um and again that's free online just do a search and you can sign up for them you can get their email newsletters tickets go very fast but if you're on the email newsletter there's no reason why you can't sign up for them i'm on the wait list for something tonight so if i don't get that wait list then i'm going to quentin tarantino's cinema oh my gosh i'm and, a big fan of and his. and uh so that particular Cinema. Um, yeah. I used to live around the corner from it when it was just a dump. Oh, okay. and, but it was one of the last remaining, like old movie theaters. You know, yeah. several of them have been knocked down, and he he bought it up in order to save it and restore it and yeah. and keep showing the kinds of movies that were showing there, which were really you yeah. know sort of some classic movies and off the wall movies yeah. and things like that. So uh, so well, I'll be seeing a movie tonight, regardless of you know, not sure which one it's going to be yet. But uh, and also he brings in sometimes the writer, the director to speak. Yeah, and yeah. that's another thing about LA too mm. is a lot of these these little screenings, you'll get a chance to actually see the writer and oh one thing i must mention is the blacklist um i don't know if you know what the black blacklist.com it's um a a sort of a directory of scripts that haven't been made but are very very good Um, and this these are the again there's always a confusion between the blacklist and the blacklist yes which are owned by the same guy but basically the blacklist that i think you're referring to Mm. is the original blacklist where um uh, a list was brought together of 
unproduced scripts that had gotten really positive coverage or remarks by existing studios yeah. and production companies that year. Yeah. Not to be confused with the overall competition that's been created right, since okay. that sort yeah. of open to everybody. These are very these are already vetted writers yeah. that are that have gone into the studio system. Um, so that yeah, I mean check out the website. But um I went to see a script reading um, of a script called Cartoon Girl. Can't remember who wrote it. Oh, that's frustrating. Um, but they had Jessica Alba was one of the readers, wow. and uh, the uh, one of the 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 sister from Downton Abbey, blonde-haired one. I can't remember her name. Um, but it was great because it was a live script reading um, of a really good, funny script. Um, you buy your tickets for it, and again, they they do these every couple of months. But I would, re for a writer, that was just fantastic because um, you got to see the script come to life. Because I was thinking, well, how is this going to work? They're just reading the script. I've been to script readings before. But with actors like that, and the script was such good quality that it was hilarious. You could see it all, picture all. The narrator was, was really excellent. Um, and that was a great thing to do. And again, you've got the networking opportunity. You just turn to the person next to you and say, oh, hi, I'm Alexandra, how are you? You know, and people will talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, not like Britain, where they might look at you like you're a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> you know, because everybody there is actually there to network. I'm sure there were a lot of actors... Uh, in that audience who were desperate to say hi to Jessica Alba and you know there was definitely managers there and agents because the writer had invited people to come to it um, so again you never know who you're sitting next to or who you're standing next to in the queue um, but that was a great evening that was a lot of fun fantastic script I mean I did feel pretty depressed afterwards because I just thought if that doesn't get made <laughs> How am I going to get something made? How am I going to sell a script? Because it was, it was just wonderful. It was beautiful. It was funny. It was heartwarming. The audience loved it. And I just went, bloody hell. Now, this is probably <laughs> a tryout for the producers. They probably okay. had already, I'm sure oh, at this okay. point, especially if Jessica Alba agrees to read, right. it's probably also a, okay, so a producer has it, right. a producer okay. shopping, this is, this is a little test to see how it plays, how it read, that kind right. of thing. It's probably at that stage. Oh, good. That um, makes me feel a lot better oh, knowing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, did they, okay, a couple questions about that. Did they yep. do the whole script? The whole script, yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, was scene direction read yes yes it was them, yes the narrator was very very good good yeah. I, yeah. just a, uh, a little advice about readings for pe for people um, because I have been to a few myself and sometimes many times if it's the full script no matter how wonderful the script is it you are exhausted afterwards so my advice to people who do want to do this might be to pick key scenes mm. and to have somebody in between the person who's reading scene direction yeah. explain synopsize a little bit about yeah. what's happened up to that point yeah. it makes for a shorter night yeah because you're not always going to have jessica alba reading your stuff no. um and uh, and it still gives a great sense of the story mm. another thing is to make sure that you 
cast the best reader possible for yeah. your scene direction. Yes. Everybody thinks, oh, that's, a, that's an afterthought, where really it's the scene direction that is vividly showing you the story in your head. So make sure that you do that. Mm. And along those lines, do a pass that can cut through as much scene direction as possible. Just, just yeah. strike through it, because remember, in a way, this is a radio play. Yeah. And, uh, and so you only really want those pieces that have to be vividly shown in the mind. Everything else should go. I, I, I would agree with Pilar because the narrator, I think, was the most important role that night. And he was fantastic at it. They'd chosen, you know, one of the best. Because he brought the whole thing to life. And it wasn't, yeah, because as Pilar was saying, you sort of think, oh, get on with the act, you know, stop talking. But I never felt that he was saying too much. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's part of the script as well. Absolutely. But yeah, I think cast the narrator, the best narrator you can possibly get. Did they ever get on their feet or were they just sitting the No, they were sitting, but they did... Um, I mean, they were really, I know it sounds ridiculous, they were really acting rather than just reading. So mm -hmm. they did turn mm -hmm. to each other and some hand gestures and so on, um, but they were absolutely in character. And they played a couple of, some of them did play more than one part. So it was fascinating to see it. It, it was like sort of listening to a radio play and then watching a stage play at the same time. It was, it was great. It was, it was very funny and, you know, fantastic. Were you asked for your opinion afterwards? No, we weren't, no. Okay. It was just a, you know, ticketed event and... You just enjoyed it. And just so. one, one last thing about this, because I've also mm. seen people stage readings, and then they ask for comments from the audience, and where you had like rousing applause at the end of it. Suddenly, by the end of these comments, the everybody wants to go home and shoot themselves. Yeah. And and that is because <laughs> the writer asked for just open comments, and yeah. it becomes this free for all. It, just like no, if you asked for open comments from a movie audience, you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of, of ideas so you you want to instead maybe give everybody um, a survey that has very pointed questions that answer questions that you really need answers to take yes. them home and really evaluate them also it allows mm. people to do that who want to do it other people can actually go yeah. home to their kids you know nobody's there uh, feeling like they're held hostage and I'm sorry to sort of hijack with this particular point but um well, I think uh, it, it's yeah. come up a, a bit these days. Well, I think that's very important because I've staged readings of my work back in London with actors, mm -hmm. um, but I've always been very clear on the feedback that I've wanted. Right. So I've had specific questions because, yeah, as Pilar says, if you just ask for open comments, you're going to go home and never write anything again. <laughs> yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah, because suddenly everybody's you know, an expert in the audience. Yeah, and, and that, you know, kind of not. That did happen to me once, and I didn't write anything for two years. Uh, so I think it's very important if you're doing your own script reading to know exactly what you want to get out of it. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. But I think this was a, an event, really, rather than, you know, because I wondered if they would ask us for feedback. But when they didn't, I realized it was a, sort of a performance. But I think, you know, you're absolutely right. I think it must have been for the producer to see because it went down incredibly well. Excellent. You know. Um, now, another thing, I can't remember what number we're up to, but never mind. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I've been doing here is I just, I started meditating a couple of months ago. Um, and I'm taking a class at Insight LA, which is meditation and writing. Uh, Pillar was joking earlier how there's, everything and writing in LA there's yoga and writing there's probably running and writing there's everything plus writing uh, which is probably just an excuse for writers not to write you know? like, like we need another excuse 
So I found this meditation and writing class in Santa Monica and I just thought that sounds perfect for me because I have a very critical voice, as I'm sure every other writer does. If they say they don't, they're lying. And the thing about meditation is we meditate, we're following the hero's journey. Um, so she'll pick, so the other day we did characters. So we meditate, does a guided meditation for 20 minutes and then she'll give us a prompt to write with. So this week was write your antagonist with compassion. Nice. Um, and then you write for 20 minutes. You don't stop, you don't rewrite, you don't look at what you've written, you just get it all out on the page. Um, and you don't have the, because you've meditated, you don't have the critical voice. So you're completely free. And I came up with things about my antagonist that I had no idea about. Um, so in that 20 minutes, I'm like, wow. I'm like, damn, I really like my antagonist now, and he's meant to be a douchebag. That's Pillar's words. <laughs> I was like, oh no. You learned so many great things from that is a on good the page word. class. The, that is a good word. I, the, wish, uh, I should use that word more often. I, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, is that a rude word? <laughs> oh no, is it rude? Should I not have said that on this podcast? You could say pretty much everything, and it would sound lovely. Okay. So you're good. You're good. Oops. You're fine. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Um, so if meditation is your thing or yoga is your thing, just do something, do a drop in class or whatever. Um, LA can be crazy and busy and the driving after a while will drive you mad unless you've got Pillar's podcast to listen to. Uh, and you just want to be able to have some downtime and relax. So I found that. Uh, incredibly helpful and also i found a, a co-working space to go to called um epiphanyspace.com um and that's sort of a, a christian orientated space um which is very friendly you just go in ten dollars a day and you've got your space to write and you've got wi-fi and you've got kitchen and so on and got a little courtyard it's in hollywood and that i, I spent the day there and that was lovely because everybody was hi how are you introducing themselves and i felt like at, at the end of it i was already part of a network and i think that's really important when you're new to la is to to feel like you're part of it because it is big and it's hard and you know after a while you will be banging your head against a brick wall so i think it's very important to find some kind of co-working space if if you're going to be here for longer than a couple of weeks um so that was the one that i found and that just seemed to fit with me but there are lots of co-working spaces all over there and if you're from out of the state or out of the country and you go to a starbucks here oh yes welcome to an instant co-working space indeed but you know people make fun of it but at the same time it is inspiring i've always found it inspiring i wrote a whole book about it um to to see people who are taking their coffee break and they're focusing on their writing or any kind of creating and everybody's doing it around you and you don't know anybody but there's this sort of connection between everybody there is and everybody i went to the starbucks in woodland hills um and said hello to the lady next to me um there was some kind of casting going on because every now and again somebody i think it must have been for a child role because it um very beautiful looking teenager would come in with the parents looking anxious and eager and head- <laughs> holding headshots and they'd sort of stand around for a bit and then somebody would get them and take them off somewhere and I was like it was just absolutely fascinating so Starbucks is great uh, you don't have to talk to anybody if you don't want to but there is that feeling everybody's working on something um, yeah. 
which is great. Uh, and if you want to say hello to people, you can. If you don't, you know. Exactly. Um, but you're but, but you're sort of propped up yeah. by the fact that everybody's doing it too. And yes. it kind of feels like, oh, I just went into my office, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And these are my That's coworkers. Yeah. So, yeah, even if you, you don't have a lot of time here, I think yeah. actually with all the things that you said... Even if you don't have a lot of time here, if yeah. you did one of these a day and you were yeah. out here for a week to 10 days... You'd get a lot done and you'd meet a lot of people. And you'd have fun. Yeah. It would be a very L.A. experience. Yeah. And it could also be something that would further yeah. your writing process Absolutely. or your career. And, and the last thing I wanted to say was just have some fun. Do the sightseeing. You know, because the first time that you come out to lay, do the sightseeing, because hopefully the next time you come out, you won't have the time, <laughs> you know. So I haven't done much sightseeing because I've done all that kind of thing. But I'm going to the Getty Center next week, which I'm very excited about. That's free to enter. It's only $15 for the car park. And that I've heard really great things about that. Again, they have talks, they have artists, they have music, they have film. Um, and nothing can be a drive along Mulholland Drive. That's one of my favourite things to do here. It's absolutely beautiful views of the city. It has little parts where you can stop and take photos, and you know. So do do the LA things like that, um, and just have some fun. It's a great city. There's always something happening, um, you know. And, and just you, you've got to be able to enjoy it. If you can't enjoy it, don't come. Uh, I can't thank you enough, Alexandra, for going through this list. Well, it's my pleasure, Pilar. Thank you for Alexandra is is she came down this morning just to ask for where she could find a, a dress and go clothes shopping, and then boom, I put her on the podcast. But this was really valuable. I'm just wondering if we could just go over the the ten, the ten really things. quickly. Okay, you've got yeah. them there one, as a list. Uh, Screenwriting class, preferably one of Pilar's, because uh, it will be the best one that you'll ever do. Um, go to a pitch fest or a screenwriting expo or any kind of conference. That's number two. That's number two. Number three, do your networking. You know, sign up to IMDb Pro before you come out. Uh, number four is uh, Stage 32 or other online communities. But I think Stage 32 is probably the biggest, I think, from the research that I've done. So you can find some kind of event out here. Yeah. Uh, go to tapings. They're, they're on every day. Uh, number five. Number, that's number five. As I say, as Pilar said, go to, you know, see if you can get tickets for your favorite show. But also go to something different that does have comedy and performance in it because it's all writing. Uh, go to the Writers Guild Library because you can work there as well um, and it's open on a Saturday and free parking on a Saturday woohoo number six number six uh, number seven go to the cinema so I've got Quentin Tarantino's cinema um, and, and I would suggest everybody call it cinema from now on instead of movies because it just sounds so fancy okay <laughs> so that was number <laughs> number seven um, and then number eight I got the meditation um, because it was fun to do a different class. So maybe something different that you wouldn't normally do from wherever you're from. So if you like, do yeah, some yoga. Go for right? yoga and writing. Just go do, for it. Yeah. You know, it's just, LA. Go for it. Yeah. Do something fun. Um, and then eight and nine, uh, sorry, nine and ten is Getty Center sightseeing on Mulholland Drive. Great. Thank you so much. This My was just wonderful. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Thank you. It wasn't anything, right? You were all worried about it, please. Um, I want to remind everybody that if they are in L.A., go to onthepage.tv. I am having an in-person class November 14th and 15th. Actually, if you're out of L.A., go there, too, because it's a great weekend to come in for. Um, If you're looking for a hotel that's nearby, you can check out the Sportsman Lodge in Studio City. And uh, they gave it this great big sort of hipster overhaul which I love. Um, And uh, the rewrite class takes you through six different rewrite passes in two days. You will get a lot done. Um, Also, I do have a new website now where it should look better and be easier to navigate. I know it was getting a little bumpy for, for some of you, so do try that out. And... I promised this on the last show about the TV class, which will be online through Cinevi. I promise, guys, it is going up this week. We thought it would go up last week, and it didn't, but we're, we're going to be getting that out there. Um, I'm really looking forward to going to L- London. Yeah. I, you know, you're leaving on the 19th. <laughs> I'm leaving on the 20th, yeah. and so I'll probably bump into you in London, too. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So I'll see everybody at the London Screenwriters Festival. After that, I'm going on to Lisbon and to teach in South Africa in Cape Town uh, through Triggerfish. And, uh, and I'm hoping to capture some podcasts there, too, because I think talking to people around the world about writing is always a great thing. So thank you bring, for bringing the world in oh, here thank you. Thank and, you. For, uh, and for, for telling people how to do L.A. right. Thank <laughs> you, Alex. Thank you. Is there, is there a place that people can get in touch with you if they want to uh, do, do you tweet? Do you... Um, I haven't tweeted for a while, which is something that I know I really should be doing as a writer. Um, can I give my email? Absolutely. Uh, if you don't email... mind people getting in touch. No, not at all. Uh, my ne- email is alexandra at Alexandra Denny, D-E-N-Y-E dot com. If you want to drop me an email, I'll be very happy to answer any questions if I can. You've been wonderful. Everybody out there, uh, come to L.A., take a vacation. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. (laughs) Or at least have a good writing week. (laughs) 